Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, the Free Range Human Show of Choice. I think I said that already. The realest show on radio we were having some potential headphone issues, but we figured it out. That's why I apparently can't get my intro correct this morning. Thanks, Kim Wade, for the for the headphone issue. I'm going to have to tell him when I see him at the gym. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, uh, also, Stephen didn't turn up the uh, little phone device there. That was, oh. That's why the studio volume was low. I got you. All right, man. We are live in the com studios. My guest this Friday morning, Sean Yurtkaran. We're going to do some culture war stuff today, but, man, we just can't. Every time we come in here and we get ready to argue about culture war stuff, somebody in Jackson does something stupid, and we and we have to agree for a little bit on stuff, and then we started named Kumbaya of agreeing on everything. But, what, uh, what happened? I don't know. Did I miss this? What happened? Well, Jackson, Hines County, same thing. Okay. Same thing. Uh, let, well, before we get into it, uh, the text line, Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944, the phone line the studio line is 601-879-0002 and it will be uh on fridays we try to do a bit of an open forum as well let you guys get off your chest anything that may be pounding on there and uh, that you need to get off you want to go into the weekend uh decompressed you're welcome to use this show as your outlet uh, let's see, we're streaming worldwide at 103.9 FM. Well, I'm sorry, we're on the airwaves at 103.9 FM, WYAB. And we're streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as on the TuneIn app and Alexa. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, I think that's about it on uh, all the pleasantries. Okay. Got all that yeah. out of the way. Follow me on social media, at SaveJXN. I'm pretty much at everything there, my personal Facebook, I, it's been pretty active lately. Just to go search Clay Edwards. How do you keep track of all that stuff? You got so much stuff rocking, man. So mo- I, I don't have a single uh, notification, social media notification turned on on my phone. Really? I, it's, it's, it can be overwhelming. I bet so. Right. So, so I, I check it enough because whenever I message you, you look like you're always on there. But I bet you get so okay. many that you're just busy. That that's what I figure. Facebook Messenger is the only one. Okay. Because I do so much work-related stuff because of the marketplace. Yeah. I have it on. Mm-hmm. But that's more like a text message thing. Okay. But like, just like random notifications on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't. I shut mine down, too. I've got like Microsoft Teams and my email, and i got four monitors at work, and it's just kind of – they yeah. always mute things all the time because it's too distracting. Yeah. like During the show, I do keep Twitter pulled up on the screen here, so I do see the, I see the little red notifications. Mm-hmm. And during the show, I'm actively looking for stuff. So, and again, the people have gotten really good about uh, getting on that. Even people that are in my phone, mm-hmm. as, have my personal cell number, have gotten really good about using the guns in your text line. Oh, okay. And it's just easier because it's one app. I, can, I don't have to bounce around a lot. So I do prefer that. But, I mean, look, if it comes in Facebook, if it comes in a text, whatever, it's going to get read. Yeah. But I do like 
just for streamlining things and going through the guns and your text line. <clears throat> and I can also, when I want to go back and find a text, I only got to look one place. I'm like, well, where did Bob text me? Right. You know, was it one of these three different places? Did he snap you know? me or something? You yeah. know, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Um, Marshawn Chrysler. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go backwards a little bit here. Sure. I liked Marshawn when he was on the city council. Right. Okay, and, and, and personally, I still have no issue. With and that. I got a full disclaimer. Yeah. I'm I'm personal friends with him. I never sure. known him since he was on the council. Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to, you know, listeners know I know him yeah, very yeah. well. So yeah, so I, I want to be clear. I, 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 personally, I don't know him like that. Mm-hmm. No, this is not a personal thing. This is strictly a pol- politician thing here. Uh, right. Just for full transparency, uh, there's pictures of him and I backstage at 3-6 Mafia at Jubilee mm-hmm. Jam together years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, he's a great he's, guy. I've known him for like 15 years uh, at least, uh, right? For, um, retired Marine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's know, the Army and the Marines. So, 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 yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so uh, all that. Um, so all that aside, however, mm-hmm. when he when he got appointed sheriff right. by the Hines County Board of Supervisors, it just stunk. You know, because it seemed like they wanted somebody in there they could control. Well, of course. And then what really did it for me was when Pickett and Polo were mm-hmm. were all in his camp and they were bashing Tyree and Polo was dragging all Tyree's personal business out into the mud and oh. and then the mayor of Jackson was on board with him. You mean Dwayne Pickett? Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah. Okay. Pastor yeah. Pickett. Pastor Pickett. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, the the leading rabble rouser. I didn't know they were for Marshawn over Tyree. I didn't the know that. the outside agitator. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't they hate that's what they call us right outside agitators call y'all yeah. <laughs> uh, agitator he is an agitator i do not like him i've and, seen him uh, i see it I, the only thing i know about him he had a few of those um town halls on capitol police i mm-hmm. think recently that's the only first time i've ever heard his name though yeah you know he's another one of these guys that that profits off of dead black bodies in the street you know okay they, they, he's another one of these guys that wishes so bad we had a jacktown george floyd he keeps trying to turn every 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 black guy that gets himself uh, climate changed by the police into a George Floyd, regardless of how much they were shooting at the cops first. Didn't he have a, a town hall? And I think Kenneth Stokes showed up. This was like maybe last year. Yeah, and was, Kenneth is actually for Capitol Police. Yeah, as far as yeah. I know, mm-hmm. I think he's. I think his, Ken, uh, Councilman Stokes gets the crime problem, and and I, I don't know why there's well, there's folks that just don't get that. His ward is, is the crime problem. Right. He's, well, yeah, there's a lot, sure. Well, of course, South Jackson has kind of taken the crown as the crimeliest place in the city, I do right. believe. But um, but with all that said, um, the mayor, Chalkway, supported him. Mm-hmm. And with Ch- if Chalkway is supporting you, I'm out, 100% out. I think Marshawn worked for his dad, maybe. Maybe yeah, I'm right about better, that. And they also, remember they appointed him over the water fiasco? Uh, At one point, over the water department, the billing. Did they? He got a contract to come in and fix the water billing. Okay. I'm sure that went well. I, I don't know. I don't remember that he was. I yeah. know that he was working at the uh, juvenile center, right? Yeah, as he, far as I know, but, he was over that too at one point. Um, but I don't know what. I, uh, I, I specifically remember the water. So, uh, so let me say, I may be incorrect, but I don't think I am, just for legal legal reasons mm-hmm. here. Uh, but I, I can confirm that the water situation did not get taken care of. Well, yeah, we all know that. We all know that the. Uh, the, well, it, it, we've talked about this on the program before. Like the national media turned it into something it really wasn't, and we didn't really focus on what the actual issue—the staffing, the plant, the calibration, the instruments, all that. I mean, of course, I don't know all the technical yeah. stuff. You got to talk to an engineer, but that seemed to be stuff that wasn't put out there. Yeah, and I don't think, that in, in in all fairness, that that was not his job. Yeah, yeah, I don't was right, the, was the right. billing. I didn't even issue. know he was doing any of that. So yeah, he got the contract somehow or another. But anyway, all that aside, uh, it looks like he is allegedly. Guy, he's been uh, accused of and charged with, indicted 
charged and indicted are the same thing, correct? Um, no, I mean, you can be arrested and, and then indicted, but it looks like he was actually indicted. Okay. indicted. So, um, but let me ask you that question. So there was, I was reading the indictment yesterday, and it said something about him selling ammunition to a convicted felon. Was that correct? Yeah, and apparently it's a little deeper than just that. It also was going to, uh, that particular felon, he's going to make sure that a family member was taken care of in jail and then giving one of them a job. Something like that. But wasn't there another officer that also was indicted at the same time for uh, doing that similar thing yeah, with the was ammunition? It, was it Torrance? Or Mayfield, is that right? Torrance Mayfield, I think that may be his name. What What's up with, yeah, I'm just curious. Right Tor- what, Torrance Mayfield. You know, again, I was an assistant DA, assistant attorney general for like 10 years, and I've just never... Um, seen the crime of selling ammunition to the i've just i've never prosecuted that so i just yeah. did you have any insight on that because i've never seen it before I, I, I don't but apparently mayfield also worked for da jody owens oh okay i don't know yeah, i've got know i've is. got the story pulled up here on dark horse press so you know my thoughts on jody owens office and uh so again we'd have to surprised. disagree on that one anyway but i've yeah. got again i got several friends that work there i think yeah. they're doing a pretty good job i know we'd we'd fight on that one but yeah not surprised you know when george soros is funding you i'm i'm sure that uh i'm what i am surprised about is that they charged anybody with with uh ammunition to a to a felon yeah, I just never, I've never seen that crime. Of course, I've never been a federal prosecutor, so I don't yeah. know. I mean, but that's, I saw two of them in a row, and I was just curious what was up with that. Was there some connection to it? Or Because, I, I mean, I, and again, if anybody's out there, I know we have ATF and uh, FBI, I'm not, yeah, I know ATF folks listen to the show mm-hmm. and DEA folks. I'm curious it, if Clay Edwards decides to sell a gun, a private sale, mm-hmm. and I sell a gun. To because uh, I'm guessing if you can't sell a firearm, you can't sell firearm ammunition. Or if you can't sell ammunition, you can't sell a firearm. Right, right? convicted felon. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's not my job to to know if they're a felon or not. Well, I would. I, I, I would, don't have the ability to do that search. I mean, you know, again, that this is outside of my wheelhouse on private sales of guns. But can you just you can just sell your gun privately to somebody, right? Right. I mean, I have one gun, so I've never tried to sell a gun before. I don't know how that how that works privately. Right. So I just got a text from local uh, local police chief says. You know, it's a Fed statute, not a state statute. I, I, I do get that, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. it, federally, then. Right, is, right. Is yeah, it, that's what I'm is, saying. I don't know much. Is about it, it illegal for Clay Edwards to sell a firearm to a felon if I don't know? Now, this charge mm-hmm. is here to a known felon. Okay. And he is law enforcement. Clearly, he has the ability to know. Right. Are they saying that? Yeah, he knew. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I guess so. Right, I guess that's the deal there. Well. Either way, that's a good question. Like, if you just have a gun, can you sell it to anybody off the street? I don't know how that works. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's an example. I decided to buy a brand new gun mm-hmm. from Guns and Gear the other day, and I still have not been able to get my gun. Not because of Guns and Gear, but because of the federal background check holdup. But there's, right. a, there's a hold, and I think we're three days in now, and I just haven't been able to get my gun. Which no rush. I mean, right. I, got, I got guns. Yeah. But it was a good deal. Why not get another gun? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I know I'm not a felon. Right, right, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, I, mean, I, I know for a fact, yeah, the last three guns I bought, I actually bought all three new and had to go through this whole process. Same time, same mm-hmm. thing every time. It's like there's a hold, then three or four days later, I get my gun. Right. It's like at, at some point, you know, quit. Uh, anyway, I'm saying they make it harder for everybody. But to I'm buy saying, like, gun. if you have a gun and you sell it to me, is there any. I'm sure so many listeners on the show like guns and stuff know this better than I do. Is there anything you have to do when you sell your gun privately? I've never sold a gun privately. I've never bought one privately, so I don't know how that works. Chad, on the guns in your text line, Chad says it is illegal to sell to a felon known or unknown. Okay. So even if you don't know that he's a felon and he ends up being a felon, then that's illegal? I guess so. Okay. Um, okay. This is a little off off topic, sort of. 
I know somebody recently who had a gun of theirs using an accidental murder mm-hmm. um, or accidental shooting. You okay. know, and somebody died. Right. And the guy had sold this younger guy the gun. Mm-hmm. So, but so the younger guy that had it and who was accidentally used in the other deal, yeah, it was never registered in his name. So when the police got there, they did their thing. They ran the the background. They called the guy who the gun was still registered to. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> let him know that his gun had been used in a deal. And I'm just I, this is just a curiosity question, mm-hmm. and I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, how do they? I mean, you really gotta, you really gotta be an idiot to to somehow get in trouble for doing that. I, I guess what I'm saying here. I mean, it's, it's how, how, or how do you prevent yourself? I guess I'm back on my I don't think you really can because like, how do you prevent yourself? How do you keep yourself out of trouble? Do, can you, can I, can I go re-register a used gun? Yeah. I, God, again, that's a question for some, for one of the listeners on that one, but I would say from my experience in terms of prosecuting cases where we ha- we found guns, I mean, it's never the gun of the guy that's the, that you're charging for the crime or is indicted for the crime. It's never yeah. like, Oh, that gun was, I, I don't remember ever having a case like that gun was this defendant's gun. Here's the paperwork. I, I, I don't recall that ever happening. You know, usually some street gun or whatever, yeah, let's or like a high point. That's what usually the weapon was on the streets. So anything high point makes. All right. Let's take a call here from John. John, try again. Let's try. Uh, all right, let's read a couple texts real quick. Uh, we have a lot of gun folks that listen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, you know, they they know more than I do about this uh, particular topic. So yeah, and look, and I know people are telling me get my concealed carry, and I won't have this problem. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I, shame on me for not having my concealed carry. Uh, Chad goes back and says, when selling, get bill of sale and pick of driver's license, mainly to protect seller in event gun is later used in crime and track back to you. That, thank you for uh, wording that properly for me. That's kind of what I was trying to get at was, uh, I guess if a gun is used in a crime and you sell it to somebody, yeah. where, where is your protection for them not to say, hey, this is a... Right, you may have done you, it. Did you do this? Yeah. I mean, in all the murder cases I prosecute, I just never encounter a situation where like, oh, it must have been this guy's, you know, the, he's a suspect because it was his gun. I never yeah. ran into that. Now, I'm not saying anybody else hasn't, but personally, I never ran into that. Right. Usually, we kind of knew who it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who was, you know, who was guilty. We never again expected like, oh, the defendant X... That was his gun, and he's got it registered to himself. And, I mean, I don't recall a situation where it was that easy. Like, oh, it's his gun. So, I want to take John's call. He's calling back. Well, here's another call. I just want to take this before we go to break. Hey, you're on there. Hey, class buddy. On the gun sale. Bill of sale. If you have access to a copy machine, you copy both your driver's license and his driver's license as a header. And then write out a bill of sale with the serial number of the model in the make. Mm-hmm. And that protects you as much as it can. I like it, buddy. Thank you. Thank and you. And also, I'm an FFL. I have never checked anybody on ammo. The only thing on ammo now that the ATF has come out with of late, you have to, if a person is under 21, you can only sell them rifle ammunition. Okay. And I, you know, of course, just about any pistol caliber is made in a rifle, but you have to ask them, is it pistol or rifle? If they say it's pistol caliber and they're under 21, you can't sell it to them. Interesting. Uh, yeah, okay. the, the ammunition thing is a weird one. I mean, I guess it's law, the law's law, but... Yeah. I've been fooling with this stuff for years and years, and I have never heard of it. Yeah, one... I've never heard of anybody prosecuted for selling ammo to a felon because a guy walks up and... Hey, you walk in and you say, I want uh, three boxes of nine and two of 40. Nobody asks you, are you a felon? 
Yeah, you, you walk in Bass Pro and there's a felon and buy ammunition. Can you? Yeah. Can you just? Can I'm you, assuming, yeah, uh, at a gun yeah, store. Yeah, you just pick it up off uh, the shelves and, you know, yeah. they'll check you out. I Like I say, I've done that and I've been, I've been a gun guy my whole life. And uh, that has got to be some federal ATF rule somewhere. I'm sure there's a rule to back it up, but... Yeah. Dear God, they that you know, you get something every month from them, and if you went through all their rules and regulations and read them, it'd take you two years. Yeah, interesting. I, you know, because if if you're Marshawn, this seems easily avoidable. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like even if you still wanted to make sure your boy got got the ammo, there seems easier ways to do it without indicting yourself. Well, the thing about it is, uh, he was in a position to. To know it was stolen. If there is a guy that I know, he was sheriff at the time of this. Okay, he was sheriff yeah. when he yeah. sold it. Okay. But if I know a guy is a known criminal, I'm not going to sell him anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to ask you. I've done it. You know, very politely tell him to get the H out of here. Yep. Yeah, that's polite. But you know, it's I've never heard of that one. But I guarantee, uh, there's an ATF statute saying it's. It's a felony. It's a yeah. known felony. Well, we'll check it out, buddy. i got to take our break, brother. I appreciate I you, man. I enjoy the show. Thank Keep you. giving them bits. Yes, sir. John, stay on hold. Coming to you after the break. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined here live this morning by my, my buddy, Sean Yurt-Karan. I guess we're talking guns for a minute. It's always a good topic here on the Clay Edwards <laughs> Show. Right. Yep. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are, excuse me, we are live on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends. Uh, how about this one? How about guns and gear? All this guns talk. <laughs> let's give uh, let's give guns and gear a little play. Hey, look, man, get out there and support a great locally owned gun store. And they got some specials going on. You guys hooked our guys up and sold them out of those nine millimeter guns the other day so uh hunter texted me and they got another special going on here he got uh 250 rounds of remington 45 acp full metal jackets it's the ammunition for 119 dollars. so 250 rounds of 45 full metal jacket remingtons for 119 also, look. Want to remind you guys that they buy guns. If you're in the, if you uh, you want to upgrade guns, you know, you've got, you've had one that you, you know, just don't need anymore, or you need, need some quick cash. Hey, for whatever reason, and you, and you don't want to deal with a pawn shop, you don't want to have to go into Jackson and and do all that. Uh, hit up Guns and Gear right out there on Fifty One. You know, s- sell it to a gun guy and get some quick cash, or get the cash you need to upgrade guns. I'm guessing if they buy guns, they take guns as trade ins. Out there, too. I mean, same difference. Right. So, you know, trade in, you know, get you something you want. You've had this one for a while. Like, I've had my CZ Scorpion a while. I think I may want to get rid of it and get something different. Uh, I may want to trade in my AR-15 on a uh, an upgraded AR-15. Whatever the case may be. Your pistols, etc. Get out there and see guns and gear. And take advantage of those ammo specials. That, they're also the home of no-limit ammo. And, of course, hey, you know, if you haven't shot your gun in a couple of years, get out there. And let them check it out. Make sure it's good. Let them clean it up good for you. All that. They do handle all your gunsmithing and Cerakoting needs as well. Shop them online. Gunsandgearms.com. And look, man, I, I implore you to please let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. That goes a long way with uh, with them uh, re- retaining us as a advertising outlet. 
And I imagine so, they're going to check whether you're a convicted felon, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they, they're they're gonna gonna check. Now, I don't know about the ammo side, but on the gun side, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I can confirm. All right, let's go. John has been on hold for quite a minute. Let's go to John real quick. Hey, John, you're on there. Hey, good morning. Uh, in reference to uh, the two officers that are being charged, it's pretty clear that uh, the felons uh, were arrested and rolled over on uh, the, the law enforcement. The sellers. Yeah. yeah, they rolled over on law enforcement. But I think the bigger question is, how do we get control of proliferation of illegal firearms on the street? Now, I got to pat the feds on the back. There's a 10-year, like I said, up to 10 years for a felon in possession of a firearm. I think it should be 20. But this straw buyer stuff, this gun show stuff, folks, all that is is a loophole for a bunch of crooks and gangs and thugs to get their hands on all types of weapons. And I think even at gun shows, they should do a background check. And But, see, apparently we have this big debate about they're going to take our guns away, and that's the NRA scaring the hell out of everybody. But, folks, for your own safety, you should want to keep the hands, keep the guns out of the hands of folks that do not have the right to own them. And those are felons, criminals, but we keep biting our nose off despite our face when it comes to this gun debate, if you can go in the store and you got to have a background check, why is it I can go to the Coliseum and buy as many guns as I want technically and uh, I don't have to have a background check? That's, folks, that is stupid. It really is. And I'm a gun owner, and I'm a, I quite a few guns, concealed carry permit, all the goodies. I like to shoot my guns, but I don't want folks to shoot guns that should not be shooting and should not be in possession of them. And this loophole that they have with these gun shows and this private seller stuff, it's crazy, folks. We talk about crime, and every time I look in the paper, it says convicted felon in possession of a firearm. Well, where the heck are they getting these firearms? Folks, we're getting killed and robbed and carjacked because we are so scared the government's going to take our guns. The government's not going to take our guns, folks. There are too many of them out there, but we should try to control uh uh, who gets those guns? And that's all I have to say. Thanks, John. Yeah, I think he brings up a really good point where people get this fear factor that their guns are going to be taken, right? I mean, we've, we do have a Second Amendment that's good, that, that protects that right. So I don't know where all the – I mean, you'd have to repeal it. Well, here's, <laughs> you know, And I just don't understand where all that fear comes from. Well, it's, it's, a, long, it's a long-term play. Mm-hmm. Of if you just keep brainwashing generation after generation that guns are bad, guns are bad. Now you got these Gen Zers who will eventually be in power one day. I think they will eventually try to abolish the Second Amendment. Well, what is it to repeal an amendment? I think, and I'm not going to quote me on this. I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's like two thirds of the states have to repeal an amendment. I mean, you'd have two thirds of the states to repeal that amendment. I mean you, that's not an easy task. And you know, well, there's other ways to do it too. You know, you can you can strangle ammunition sales. You could do that. Manufacturing. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. now, now they've got it where you can sue the gun manufacturers if some nut job goes out there and kills somebody with a Smith and Wesson. Then they, somebody can sue Smith and Wesson. You know, so there's ways to do it without necessarily doing it. Right. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, you on there? What's up, fella? What's up, brother? Hey, I got I, I got a, a a point to make. Hey, convicted fellas, they need to protect themselves too. <laughs> but uh, hey, you're a conspiracy theorist. Hey, sir, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, what what what, what y'all what y'all think about this? Uh, little, I don't know. You want to speak on this or not? This little conspiracy theory about uh, Polo might be the be the be the conspiracy be the uh, the rollover guy. 
but you know, I hadn't heard, <laughs> I haven't heard that I would, either. Yeah. I had not heard that, but I, I heard, I heard he was got a, well, I hadn't heard. I speculate personally that I'd be shocked if he didn't roll. If he, if he alleged, if he had all the information that he allegedly had that everybody assumes he had, mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Right, right, right. That that just the that just the word running on the streets, you know. It ain't it ain't that ain't, ain't, ain't confirmed, but you know, that's that's what that's what people talking about the street polo the rollover guy, because Polo was kinda in, in cahoots with yep. them two guys at one point of time. But for, for real, back to that convicted felon thing, some convicted felon they need they need protection too. It depends on what type of convicted felon you I, are. Hey now. look, I, drug, I agree hundred percent. I brought this up on the show again the other day. I think felons, non violent felons, deserve a path back to gun ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. You too, brother. Thanks, Rod. All right. You know, there's also a thing in the law, like, let's say you're a convicted felon and someone attacks you or is attacking you and you see a gun, right, and you use it. Then you're not guilty of convicted felon in possession of a firearm because it was a necessity of defense, right? So is that true? Yeah. that's. Okay. I mean, that's as far as I remember, that's the way it was where you could, like, if you were a convicted felon you see a gun there and someone's attacking you, pick it up. As long as it wasn't your gun that you owned. Well, I thought you that, know, you know, I, I remember growing up, I had a buddy that was a felon from early in life. And like he couldn't ride in the vehicle with me if I had a gun, or he he was scared of. Well, I mean, because we like constructive possession, right? Is what it's called, and they they could say, okay, it's his gun, even though it's. But I mean, usually that sometimes becomes an urban legend. I mean, if it's your gun and you're like you registered to you, yeah. he's probably fine. Okay. But I mean, hey, it's better being safe than sorry with that, because you know, there's a lot of times where like four guys in a car and there's a bunch of guns, and who knows whose gun it is, sure. and one guy's a convicted felon. Well, they're going to charge everybody with that, or the convicted felon. You know. Hmm. All right, let's take another call. So, hey, you're on there. So. um to John's point, um, convicted felons aren't going to gun shows and buying guns. <laughs> I mean, the people who are going to gun shows and buying guns are people who want guns. But there may be people who go to gun shows and buy guns and then sell them to convicted felons. Sure. But convicted felons themselves aren't going to gun shows and buying guns. It's just like Mr. Buddy said when he called. If you can tell somebody who looks, I guess, I mean, I guess that's judging, but I yeah. mean, well, I've never bought a gun at a gun show. I've been, I go to gun shows, walk around, and I'll buy some accessories, this, that, and the other. I just, I just like going around and and going to those kind of events. But I've never personally bought a gun, so I can't speak on the gun show background check because I just don't personally know. Well, I mean, you don't, of course. I mean, you have some private sellers at gun shows that don't have to run background checks, but then you also have. Like, I mean, I'm not saying Guns and Gear will go to a gun show and set up, but you do have some FFL yeah. uh, dealers who go to gun shows and set up. And they have to do a background to, check. And they have to do a background check. Gotcha. Okay. Good information. I've only been to one gun show as, in my entire life. As far as Sean was talking about, uh, them repealing the Second Amendment to confiscate guns, I mean, that's also not as far-fetched because they confiscated guns after Katrina and in New Orleans, they just went in and rounded up all the guns and never gave them back to people. I forgot so, about that. I mean, That's right. It's not as far as as people would make it seem. Cool. Hey, brother. Great call this morning. Thank you. Yeah, I think there would just be have to be such a movement in the country to repeal that. You know, where I mean, it's a pretty great protection that people have that are you know that are Second Amendment people that. Or proud gun owners and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just think it's not. There's a lot of fear tactics that are out there saying that. Well, I mean, I think you know. the even if it's unlikely to happen, mm-hmm. when Democrats and that's who's doing it, when Democrats are constantly telling you we're going to take your guns, when they're running on the platform of taking guns, 
they're feeding into the. Well, yeah, I mean, that. I, yeah, I, mean, I get they're, they're, I, they're fanning those flames, right? But I mean, think about this. We talked about this before on there. When is one of those campaigns been successful? Right? It's only under Trump that there was with the bump stock ban. I mean, I don't remember like what what was passed under President Obama that restricted guy. And there may have been something. Somebody's into this more than me and probably knows, but I just can't think of anything on top of my head. When was the assault weapons ban? I think it was in 95. 95. Under Clinton, right. Yeah, so that that was all the Brady Bill stuff, right? Yeah. I think back then, yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know that under President Obama anything got. Even after Sandy Hook, there was a huge push. Mm-hmm. I don't recall anything actually getting done. I got you. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined live in the studio this morning by Sean Yurkron. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, you guys, you're going to be hungry this weekend. You're going to want some pizza. And let me tell you, I had some pizza yesterday. Uh, it was not from Acme, but they're not open at lunch, and I had a craving, so I, I got it taken care of, and I was like, man, I wish this was Acme pizza. If I could, my fat butt could have just waited till after 4 o'clock, uh, I could have had Acme pizza and daiquiris. And you can too if you're patient and will wait till. Four o'clock today. They open daily at four, right there at Fannin Mart on the res. They're open late to midnight. They got nine different flavors of frozen daiquiris. They got twelve different specialty pizzas. And let's just be honest. You can go in there and custom build any pizza you want. You know, however your little heart desires. If you like pineapples on your pizza, I think you're weird. But you can get pineapples on your pizza there and uh <clears throat> enjoy your pizza however you like. They got their their uh will of flavor that's got three different specialty pizzas on one pie. Or again, you can just custom build your own. Hey, you're not in the mood for pizza? They got homemade burgers, fries, loaded fries, like nacho fries, a lot of great appetizers. Their dynamite balls, dynamite balls are great. They're it's 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 cream cheese wrapped in the middle of or wrapped around no cream cheese is in the middle wrapped with pulled pork, deep fried. <laughs> Come on, shut up and take my money, and then drizzled with some barbecue sauce, bro, bro. <laughs> get out there and try it. Acme pizza and daiquiris. And I appreciate everybody sending me pictures of their food. I had a lady hit me up on Instagram last night to let me know that they went out to Acme late, uh, here recently and uh, took advantage of some Acme pizza and daiquiris. And look, they're available dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. They're available on all major food delivery platforms. I recommend take-a-break deliveries because it's locally owned or one of our advertisers. And I can save you $5 on your delivery fee if you use the promo code CLAY601, all caps, when you go check out. And so you get to support two of our great sponsors and save some money while doing it. Can't go wrong there. Enjoy Acme Pizza and Daiquiris this weekend. Uh, Dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Sean, uh, let's go straight to a call real quick. All right. Hey, you're on there. Good morning. Morning, Hey, I heard your last caller, John. I've heard him several times. He's like a pretty level-headed, educated fellow. But he made the comment, we need background checks at gun shows. Guess what, John? We do, they do them. Then people that are there normally have gun stores and they do the same paperwork they do if they're at a gun show. That's a rebel talking point, sir. You need to get off that Democratic plantation, young, and know the laws and know the facts. There's no such thing as a gun show loophole. I was just going to go to that same conversation myself. I got a great text from a buddy of mine, Bill talking about that and i was just about there to is, read that and you bring do that a up. background check at a gun show you don't just walk up to a gun dude pick up a gun and hand them money and walk off that's not the way it works you fill out a 
10, eleven eighty seven, I believe, is the form that you fill out. I don't know the exact one, but I just had to fill it out the other day. I, I did, too. I filled it out hundreds of times, really. But, I mean, that's the problem with we've got with people. People are so, so many uninformed voters, man. That's the biggest problem with the country in a, in a, in a nutshell on both sides, Democrat and Republicans. They believe everything the media tells them. They do what the government tells them, and they do what the media says. And they believe everything the media says. Well, we're gonna... And it's really sad. Let's, let's go back. Russia, Russia, Russia. We heard that for three years almost. It turned out not to be true. How many times has CNN, NBC, even Fox, had something on Donald Trump? They had the uh, the walls they are closing had, in. They had yeah. They had they had they had the, we we got the we had the, the smoking gun for Russia, Russia, Russia. None of it turned out to be true. Nope. I mean, when, when do you, when do you give up trust with somebody? Well, you know, we're going to have a good conversation in the next hour about left and right wing grifters in the media and people who are just actors pretending to be activists and media personalities. I think y'all are really going to enjoy it because we're going to call out some people on both sides, and it's That's uh, just the, like these lies are going to be the, Tuck, a big part when, of it. When Tucker call, when Tucker Carlson seen all them people and all the videos that he got a hold of, and he showed it on his show. He doomed himself with Fox News. But yet, we got CNN and MSNBC and, and ABC. There were buildings on fire in the background when Black Lives Matter and Antifa was burning half the country down. Oh, this is peaceful. Give me a break. Clay, have a good day, man. You too, brother. Thanks. And hey, it's a 4473 is the form. Thank you, Danny, on the Guns and Gear text line. Um, oh, and I looked this up, too. It's a three-fourths majority of the states. Oh, so yeah. 38 states would take to repeal the uh, actual Second Amendment. All right, let's take another call real quick. Hey, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, I was want to call and just let you know you you can't. Just hey, other caller. This happens every time. Hold on, I'm about to hang up on somebody. All right, hey, you were first, so I'm sticking with you. Hello. Yeah, you're there. You're on. Okay, you can purchase a gun uh, without doing a background check because I went to the gun show and I went to a dealer and all he wanted to see was my driver's license. I got the gun, but I, I'm I've uh, was had it, my was it, was it license, a, so I'm fine on that. But was it a used gun? Uh, yeah, it was a used gun. So you may have bought from a private seller there, versus one of the uh, gun store people. But the only thing I have, I don't have a problem with gun shows because it's like this. Um, if somebody's going to do something, they're going to break into your home and steal your gun. So, I mean, just, you know, like in Jackson, every uh, New Year's or the 4th of July, people go out and shoot the guns up in the air. And if I'm a thief in Jackson and I don't have a gun, all I'm going to do is listen for whoever got the most gunshots in the, around their house, and that's that's the house I'm going to break into when they're gone because I'm going to scope them out, and I'm going to steal their gun. So at the end of the day, if a thief want to get a gun, he's going to break someone's home or break someone's car and get a gun and do the same harm that he would do if he you know, if he went to a gun show. So I have no problem with gun shows. I think we should have more. And I also believe that if you go to prison and you've done your time uh, after – 10 years, you should be able to go back and get a gun. Because if you, in 10 years, if you haven't done anything that, um, in society, that, that hurts society, then you should be able to go back in society oh, and, gun, and protect you and your family. That's I, all I have to say. Great call, brother. Thank you. Let's take one more call here before we uh, go to our top of the hour break. Hey, you're on the air. 
Hey, Clay. I just wanted to call because it sounds like when it comes to this gun show loophole thing that everybody keeps talking about, that both sides have gotten it, you know, semi-right, semi-wrong. The gun show loophole is a mostly false talking point. When you set up at a gun show, if you're an FFL, like say Guns and Gear goes and sets up a booth, they have to sell guns the exact same way that they do in their store. They have to have background checks. Now, it is also possible for a private citizen to go and set up a table at a gun show. And in that situation, it's no different than buying a gun from your buddy down the street or some, it's a private sale. A background check is not required. So is it possible to go into a gun show and buy from a private citizen? Yes. But nine times out of ten, everybody selling at a gun show is an FFL license holder. Therefore, they have to have a background check. Yeah, that's what so we were talking about you. during the break. It would. I mean, I don't want to sit here and pretend like just an antique dealer that maybe they're in somebody who goes and sells only used guns. I'm sure that that happens. But you know, most of the guns I see at the gun shows are, are new guns or they right. have the ability to buy new and or used guns from the same dealer. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it sounds like both sides have gotten some stuff right and some stuff wrong. As far as the claim of the gun show loophole, it's sure there, there is a way, but it's not where are you buying the gun? That's the issue. It's who are you buying the gun from? The location is completely irrelevant because a felon can go buy from a private citizen at their doorstep. It doesn't matter if it's at a gun show or at their home. It doesn't stop the fact that the felon was able to buy a gun without a background check. Yeah, it's and, the same and sale, just a different location. Yeah, and then there's going to be a record of the purchase at the gun show, right? Private seller or not, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right, brother. Got to take a break, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, one more uh, caller. You're going to have to stay on hold. We'll be right back. The phone call, real quick. Okay. And uh, we're going to wrap this topic up. Hey, you're on there. Hello. Hey, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm okay. Uh, I was just calling to say that uh, criminals are going to always get guns. If the government comes in and even take guns from the decent people, uh, criminals are going to get them. When I was robbed, they took my gun. I don't know where it is today. I'm sure it's being used to rob or kill someone. So, you know, it, the thing they need to do is make punishment. That's what we have to focus on, on punishing these people for the crimes that they commit. Because that's where you're going to put a slack, you're going to slow people down. You might not stop it, but you will slow it down. Start breaking some arms and cutting some hands off. <laughs> yeah, break them all some. Yeah, break them up, baby. Break them up. That's what we got to do. Stop playing with these criminals. Be real. I'm with you. Know, you. Make, the, make the punishments more severe than what they're doing. They well, slap them on the back of the hand and let them go. The problem in the city of Jackson is, you know, when you do defend yourself, they arrest you. Exactly. Because if I had a shot one of those guys with that gun that I had, I'd probably be in jail today. I don't know. I'm black, so I might not be. But I don't know. <laughs> Love it, Lacey. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Oh, thank you, Clay, uh-huh. for letting me talk. And I, I enjoy your show. Oh, I know. I appreciate you. Okay. Uh, love Lacey. She'll, she'll bring the truth. Yeah. All right, man. We got about 30 seconds for our top of the hour break. We're going to shift gears in the next in the next segment here. We could talk about guns and immigration and 
and hot button topics <laughs> like that the whole show. Uh, I do appreciate everybody chiming in on the Guns and Gear text line. Yeah, I, I learned a lot the from the callers today. I mean, I didn't know any of this stuff, to be honest with you. I, I put a lot of trust in them being right on things because mm-hmm. I, I, the same here, I'm like, oh, well, I learned something new today. I sure yeah. hope it's right. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Cancel culture up next. All right, welcome back in. It's hour two of the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now, or it continues now, here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined in the studio this morning by Sean Yurtkaran. We're hitting some uh, culture topics. And anyway, again, we agree on a lot, but we're about to disagree on a few things here, I do believe. <laughs> uh, before we get into that real quick, let me remind you guys, if you're out car shopping this weekend, uh, get down to Crystal Springs to... Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. They specialize in vehicles in the ten to fifteen thousand dollar range. They can help you out with financing and all of that. I'm scrolling through their Facebook page here, looking at a few good deals they got. Let's see here. They got a twenty fifteen Chevrolet Sonic. Man, you're looking for a good gas mileage car? Ten five ninety nine. Uh, here's a these are always a hot seller anytime I get a hold of them. They got a twenty eleven Nissan Xterra Pro Four X. That's the big boy. That's the good one. That's the one you want. It's only thirteen nine ninety nine. Uh, here, hey, an F two fifty extra cab. I don't know if it's a gas burner or a diesel. I think it is a diesel fourteen five. And you ain't gonna find a diesel much cheaper than that. And look, I could go on and on and on. Check out their Facebook page, Mercy House Auto Center, or go to their website, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. And see if you can't find a vehicle. Um, and also, if you got one you want to donate, running or not, give them a call. They'll come tow it off from you. You just need to have a clean title. And they will. Uh, you can get the tax write-off for that vehicle. So it may be worth more as a tax write-off than it is as a retail piece. Take advantage of that, especially if you're a good you know, 1099, pay-into-your-taxes kind of person. Uh, that's real money in your bank. I guess it's real money for everybody, but sometimes people who get a refund don't necessarily look at it that way. But people who actually had to pay in really, really look at it that way. So uh, check them out. They're at a 501c3. All the money goes to their uh, Mercy House Teen Challenge program, which helps beat addictions and put the fathers back in homes. That's Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center right down there in Crystal Springs. The website, mercyhouseautocenter.com. All right, Sean. Um, yesterday, we're gonna, I want to talk about something here. We're gonna, it's going to be a little cancel culture. It's going to be a little bit of uh, grifters on both sides. Mm. Kind of, we kind of roll it all into one. Um, we got an hour left, so we got plenty of time for it. I, so, in in the conservative media sphere, right. I've often thought there's some people who are just playing conservative. Sure. Um, I thought I think so too. You know, and I, and, I, and and on the left wing side, there, there's some too who are kind of in the grift as well. But I think. But for whatever reason, left wing, especially like there's no left wing talk radio. Really. Right, it's not a it's you not know, a real big medium for the left. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they are, I think the left are more into websites and blogs and uh, mm-hmm. YouTube channels, right. stuff like that. Yeah, conservatives kind of owned talk radio since the 1980s, pretty yeah. much, right? And then of course the rise of Rush Limbaugh in the 90s and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's kind of been owned by conservatives, right? I don't yeah. know of any. I don't know of any. Maybe NPR. You know, yeah, maybe. well, yeah, NPR for sure. But but uh, but yeah. Because suffice to say, there's a there's a lot of money to be made in conservative media. Mm-hmm. Sure, and yeah. I think there 
there's so Tucker's so mad. Yeah, and now, <laughs> right. and now there's even more. Uh, there's there the top is available. Yeah, the top spot is available. And uh, you know, so in the conservative realm, there's been some infighting going on lately with like Stephen Crowder mm-hmm. and the Daily Wire folks. Ever since he exposed the contract offer they gave him. And uh, he recorded a phone call with Jeremy Borash, I think that's the guy's name, Jeremy Boring, that that owns the Daily Wire along with, uh, uh, what's the other guy's name, the the Jewish fellow, Ben Shapiro. Okay. There's another lady, but I don't know her name. And I, I, I think Ben Shapiro is a grifter as well. He actually voted for Hillary Clinton. So I don't know how you can call you yourself. He talks so fast, nobody knows, right? He's yeah, just I don't a- know how you call yourself a conservative and you vote for Hillary Clinton. So did he vote for Hillary Clinton? I didn't know that. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> Glenn Beck didn't wasn't a Trump guy, but he's kind of redeemed himself, you know. Um, so Candace Owens and and uh, Stephen Crowder are beefing, and Stephen's going through What's a divorce. What's the beef about? Well, Stephen's going through a divorce, yeah. and Candace Owens, because of the Daily Wire beef, she works for the Daily Wire. Okay, has decided to attack Stephen mm-hmm. on these grounds of them going through a divorce and kind of dragging his personal business and his little his little conservative media infighting. Okay, and well, I got to read more about this. I know you sent it last; it was late, but yeah. yeah. So Stephen kind of called her out on it, and now mm-hmm. she's that's all that part, and right. now she's going to sue Stephen. For calling her out. For what? The, uh, Based on what? His, just dragging his personal stuff through the mud. Okay. You know, it just seems unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of left-wing nut jobs that, that'll grab a hold of it. The conservative media don't need to be infighting on each other's personal business, in my opinion. Right, right. I mean, am I, am I watching the Daily Wire for political stuff or for uh, midday soap opera nonsense? Okay. I don't really care for the midday soap opera nonsense. And full disclosure, I, I pay ten ninety nine a month for the Daily Wire for the articles and the the shows that you can't watch online mm-hmm. or on YouTube for free. You know, their movies, their Black Lives Matter movie, the What is a Woman movie, the Matt Walsh stuff, all that. Okay. Um, I've often thought that Candace Owens is a grifter. I do not think Candace Owens is a real conservative. Why, why don't you think she is one? I'm just curious. I think, I think there's a huge market for black conservatives mm-hmm. that white people want to hear the black person say, these things absolutely i've said that for years i think that you know you'll see because it solidifies whatever it is they're feeling on the see even this black person yeah even candace owens said it so it must be right yeah doesn't matter who the black conservative is like you see tim scott out there you know remember ben carson and those yeah. kinds of things like yeah they're like oh well they're black so they said it so we must be right and i feel like conservatives have that need for a black person to validate their beliefs yep and i, and I want to clarify one thing one person i know for damn sure ain't a grifter kim wade so let's just clear, <laughs> right yeah let's yeah, clear that up off the deck before we even get started here. I don't want anybody saying, well, what about Kim? I'm not saying there ain't true black conservatives. Right. Yeah, me either. No, I'm not you saying know, that either. But no. I'm saying there's some in media who are grifters, and I have often thought from the beginning that Candace mm-hmm. Owens, especially if you know her history, she got started by doxing conservatives and mm-hmm. stuff online, and somehow as the Trump train started getting out of control, you know, running down the tracks, she saw an opportunity to jump on and took advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, because it sells soap, right? I mean, because yeah. like you said, there's there's white people, I think they're like, if a black person says this and it's my beliefs, it just, it backs up my belief and my belief is correct because they said it too. So I think they're just, they're, I think white conservatives are just yearning for for black, more black conservatives. They just want them. That's why Tim Scott, I think, has been pushed up so much. And, and I think maybe he's running for president or he's going to run thinking about it. I mean, because they're like, oh, yeah, we got a black conservative. This makes us feel validated in our beliefs and we're going to push this as hard as we can. He got off the plantation. 
well, I'm not going to use that phrase, but you know, but yeah, right. The, the, the Democrats. Yeah, right. The Democrat plantation. Well, well yeah, I mean, I Democrat think, well, plantations. Democrats do, do that too, though, with Republicans that have now become more liberal, right? Like John Kasich is on MSNBC, CNN, like 24-7, like, oh, well, let's call John. And, and uh, we want John here because he's a Republican that's seen the error of his ways, and now he's a liberal. And you see that a lot, too. The Democrats try to play that game, but they use that with actual white conservatives that are now on you know liberal networks. John Kasich, I think mm-hmm. Liz Cheney was an example of that. We were talking about the Lincoln Project. They're like, oh, my God, these guys have seen that they were evil Republicans, and now they're now they're liberals, and now we now we're going to put them out everywhere. So well, both sides play this game where they just they move these pieces that are normally on the other side, and they say, okay, well now they agree with us, so they, you know and, validates our belief. And some other ones, I think Chris Cuomo was a was a grifter. I don't think he was nearly the Trump hater he he pretended to be. Uh, what are those who nut, the morning Joe nut jobs? Well, it's so funny because I they, talked they, to a, they got mad because they didn't get invited to one of Trump's Mar-a-Lago parties. You know, Joe Scarborough. I went to a, a small lecture he gave at University of Alabama several years ago, and he. He was, if you remember from 2015, Scarborough kept having Trump on the show or calling in. Mm-hmm. And every time he'd be like, they're talking to Mika, he said, oh, wait, wait, Donald's on the phone. Let's get, and Donald would call in. They'd just start talking. And then it, would be, it was like every day Donald would call in. And then they're like, oh, now we hate Donald. But I'm like, you guys had him on the show every day. Every time we'd call, you're like, oh, let's see what Donald, what kind of crazy thing Donald's going to say today. And you'd have him on the show because you were worried about ratings. So, I mean, you helped his campaign by putting him on Morning Joe yeah. every anytime he'd call in. And then, of course, I think Joe Scarborough's defense of that was, well, we tried to get Hillary more and she wouldn't call in. So, But Donald would just pick up the phone and be like, hey, Joe, what's up, Mika? What are you guys doing? And they'd have him on the show. Yeah. And then now they're like, well, man, I can't believe we did that. Now they become like... You know, flip the script and they're like, oh, I, I hate him. I can't believe it. Like, you guys may help make him. Yeah. Like, you guys actually help make him. Yeah. So, um, I, I, again, agree 100% on this. I mean, and I'm telling you, Candace Owens is a grifter. I, okay. I, I've often said it. Um, my ex wife loved her. You know, maybe that, maybe that's why I automatically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel you, man. <laughs> she t- t- tainted the, my opinion a little bit. Right. But, but I've just often thought from the very first time, the very first time I really remember hearing about Candace Owens was really post-George, was right after George Floyd. She was one of the first people to come out and take this anti-George Floyd stance. Mm-hmm. And it just, that video she did seemed so inauthentic. I didn't see. I don't remember. Yeah, well, I think it was on her Instagram or TikTok or Vine or whatever it was at the time. You know, whatever that the app of choice was, and I, I just, I just don't know, man. I mean, I'd followed. I knew she was, but she was just this other person, kind of in the background there. And but now she's 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 beefing with all these different conservatives. Like uh, Trump wouldn't give her an interview, mm-hmm. so now she's anti-Trump. And yeah, I, man, I just and she's she does these BLM movies, which are really good. She says a lot of things I like. Mm-hmm. I just think it's fake. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can't quantify it. I can't tell you what it is, but I can look at her past. And, and she was she got her start. Like how she kind of first came into the realm was doxing conservative uh, Twitter uh, users and stuff yeah. like this. Well, I mean, the, the, if you look at that on a larger scale, aren't a lot of these guys just fakes? I mean, Donald Trump was a Democrat until what, like ten years ago. He decided that he was Republican. I mean, he was pro-choice. He was all these things, and all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, now I'm now I'm conservative." And uh, uh, now I'm, let me do uh, let me do a little what aboutism. Okay, because but can't you say the Democrat Party went so far left? That, yeah, that anybody, I mean, I think, anybody sure, who they anybody have... who was left of center was now more right of center just by staying in the same place. But do you think Donald Trump just had like this moral epiphany one day and said, "Oh, you know what? Now I'm against abortion." I mean, he just woke up one morning after his. 
life and just said, man, you know, after at 65 or whatever he was at the time and saying, man, I'm now I'm against it. Well, when was uh, he, when was he ever for it? Like, he was, openly. he was, he was openly pro choice. He actually, there were some interviews where yeah. I looked him up, but yeah, where he was, he was a pro choice guy. I think he tried to run on the, I think the late nineties, early two thousand reform ticket. Correct. And, and then he was, I believe at that time he was pro choice. Now I have to double check that, but I remember him saying that. Yeah. For the so, sake of art, for the sake of argument, I don't know. On mm-hmm. that, so I, I'll I'll take your word for it. I'm sure somebody will let us know. Yeah, somebody's gonna call in and say, "Hey, man, I mean, he wasn't, but I'm pretty sure he was pro-choice." And I mean, he was a Democrat for all the heck. Hillary Clinton came to his wedding. Well, I, I mean, it was. <laughs> well, I think we can say this though about Trump: whether he was or wasn't a, uh, a pro-choice Democrat prior mm-hmm. to deciding to become a conservative, right? Whatever. When Barack Obama told him that he would never be president of that correspondence dinner. Kind of made a joke about it or whatever. Yeah, sure. Watch he that. He became a conservative that day, and he presidented as a conservative. Yeah, I mean, I think he delivered on his, you know, the things he said for conser- what conservatives wanted, right? Yeah. The ju- especially in, in terms of judici- judiciary. I mean, Supreme Court justice. Yeah. He did that for sure. I mean, you know, he, he backed he backed his application up with a resume. But I feel like he was he took an opening that was there in the Republican Party and said, okay, well now I'm going to be a conservative and now I'm going to be you know, um, pro-life instead of pro-choice. And he shifted his positions because the Trump, in my mind, it is one of the reasons I actually don't like him is because I think he's just all about winning. Like, he just wants to win. Well, Biden has done the same thing. Can we say that Biden has just woke up one day and automatically become a social justice warrior? Yeah, I mean, I think he, to a certain extent he has, and that was kind of my larger point, like these guys to a, a, a certain extent are all actors. I mean, Barack Obama, if you remember, was not pro-gay marriage when he first ran in 2008. That didn't shift until his second term. Now, I believe he always believed that but and you know i've always believed it too but i think but he wasn't in 2008 wasn't publicly saying i am pro-gay marriage now he didn't until the second term say okay now i'm for it right so i think all these guys you know have beliefs that they don't say or they evolved and whatever the political winds are blowing at the time mm-hmm. that's the way they go and so biden now like you say has moved further to i mean he, he was he's scranton joe i mean he wasn't this far left where heck he helped he passed a lot of that criminal justice laws in the 90s. If Joe had stayed where he was in the 90s, or even through the Obama administration, honestly, mm-hmm. if he had stayed at that point, he, he, and he, and because as the left moved further left, right. Joe would be right. Yeah, I mean, I think, right, if you're like, look, if you're going to talk about like 1990s style Democrats, Bill Clinton or Joe Biden at that time, would they get through a Democratic primary today? Probably I wish not. We, no, I wish I we had so. people who were as conservative as they were in the 90s on our side. Yeah, they wouldn't. I, I don't think that they would get through a uh, Democratic primary. But on the same token, does George W. Bush get through a Republican primary today? No. I don't I don't see that he does. No, especially knowing, of course, hindsight is very valuable, right? Right, right. Yeah. You know, especially knowing what we know about that. And, and, and to a bigger point, uh, I think we all hate George Bush wine, the war stuff, right? right That's sure. kind of it. Um, I was a pro-war monger. You know, we got to fight for America. Red, white, and blue, they attacked us. We got to go over there and blow them up. Mm-hmm. Well, why didn't we just blow them up? You know, I mean, if we're, that's what we needed to do. We could have mm-hmm. expedited this whole process a bit, saved a bunch of lives, or at least on our side. Right. And, and just blown them up and, and moved on about our business because the money ain't in dropping one bomb. Mm-hmm. We understand. We all, uh, as you get older, you understand that war is business. Well, I think actually, you probably know this too, Clay. We we, we had Osama in November of two thousand one, mm-hmm. I believe, and I forget where that was. I, I think it was in uh, Pakistan. I'm not one hundred percent sure. They had him in the mountains, right? Or... They had him in the mountains. They had him, and they and they and they didn't get him. I mean, it was it could have been over at that point, and then he just and then they shifted the war focus after the fall of two thousand one over to Iraq, and then, of course, in March of 03, we ended up invading Iraq. And But so, like, yeah, you're right. I mean, they just they extended that thing into something that it never was really meant to be. And, you know, sure. and, now, and now it's weird because I think, at least in my, my circle, 
I don't mm-hmm. want to speak outside of that. In my circle of conservatives, we're all anti-war. None of us want to go to war. And now it seems like much of the neocons in the early two thousands. What you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like we damn sure don't support this Ukraine war and, no, mm-hmm. and none of that. Where it seems like now the the liberals or the Democrats, however you want to phrase that, are all pro war and pro big business and pro government. It, it's it's, it's a bit it's of a shifted, hasn't shift. it? Absolutely, I've noticed that too. You know, like I was even reading about Ron DeSantis and Disney, and they were talking about how Republicans were always pro corporate and all big business, but now that corporate culture has shifted more socially liberal. Now the Democrats are defending corporations, which it used to be the Republicans doing this, and now you have the Democrats doing it. And I think the same thing with war. But it, I, I think we were talking about this before we even started today about Ukraine, where I was anti the Iraq War from the beginning. I mean, and and I just I, just, I was at that time, and still I am, of course, but. The war in Ukraine, to me, is and where I differ from you is where I think it's actually something that we need to be doing, and because of Russia and the threat that Russia poses to us. But all these past wars we had since the Korean War, I mean, I don't know why we've got involved in any of them. Hold, hold that thought. When we, when, we, when we come back, I want to know what threat Russia poses to us. Okay. All right, this is The Clay Edwards Show, joined by Sean Yurkron. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. My guest in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios this morning is Sean Yurtkaran. And this segment, real quick, is going to be brought to you by LS Autoplex. Hey, guys, look, you like me, you like listening to the show, you want to support me, and you want a good deal on a pre-owned truck, come see me out there at Ellis Autoplex. You can shop us online, ellisautoplex.com. we got a ton of of F-150s uh, to choose from. That is our specialty, man. We got several F-250s also. And we do have the sporadic small SUV car as well. Just check out our website, ellisautoplex.com. But again, used F-150s, four-doors, four-wheel drives, two-wheel drives. We got a little bit of everything. Uh, if you're looking to spend eighteen dollars to $30,000 or so, that's going to be our sweet spot. I do have a 2010. If you're looking for a good deal on a truck right now, just you need a truck. You're in a budget. You're in a budget pinch. I've got a 2010 F-150 Platinum, pearl white. It's got 210, 211,000 miles on it, but it's been taken care of for fifth. No, for twelve nine, twelve nine. Guys, if I if I had twelve nine sitting around, or I didn't just buy a car, I would buy this truck. It is that nice. It's priced right. It's been gone through. Nothing wrong with it. You take care of it, you're going to be able to put another 200,000 miles on it. It's got the EcoBoost motor, twin turbo. All the gaskets have been going through at some point in time or another. This is the one for a great deal. I'm not going to come off that price now, so don't even ask me to. I've told a million people no already. It's going to sell at twelve nine, and uh, if it's if it's if I still got it Monday, I'm going to do a little bit of touch up on it and raise the price. So if uh, if you if you don't need the touch up, you can live with a couple little scratches here and there. You're going to get a good deal on a 2010 F-150 Platinum. It is a two-wheel drive, just FYI, 12.9. And look, let's just be 100 here. How many of y'all really need a four-wheel drive? I sell more trucks to guys that say, man, I never need a four-wheel drive, but if I get stuck in my yard uh, in the grass, I want to have that four-wheel drive. Bro, if you ain't got the right tires on there, you're going to be stuck anyway. Put the right tires on that two-wheel drive, and you ain't going to get stuck. But that's another conversation for another day. You're going to pay three or $4,000 more for a four-wheel drive. 
I'd rather just use a damn tow truck if I get stuck in my yard than I would pay three, four thousand dollars extra. That's another rent for another day. Come see your boy, Ellis Autoplex, right there, Highway 471 in Brandon. Uh, support the people who support the things you believe in, and you know that's Clay Edwards. And, hey, we buy cars, too, so bring us your car. We'll make you a fair market value offer on it. Heck, even if you're trying to sell it, you don't want to sell it to us, at least we'll give you a baseline price to know where to start trying to sell it at. This is uh, the Clay Edwards Show. <laughs> How about that this morning? <laughs> All right, Sean, let's take a call here real quick. Yep. Hey, you're on there. Hey, uh Clay, are you old enough to remember Saturday morning cartoons? Man, uh, Fraggle, not Fraggle Rock, that was on HBO at nighttime, but the Smurfs and He-Man and, yeah, G.I. Joe, absolutely. Do you remember Wally Coyote and uh, Sheepdog? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that they used to fight each other all through the whole episode, um, you know, for the sheep? And uh, at the end of the day, they walk out and they hit the time clock and they said, see you in the morning, George. All right, y'all have a good evening or whatever, you know. And I feel like you're talking about politics, you know, whether it's the uh, Republicans or the Democrats. They tell each side what they want to hear. At the end of the day, they hit the time clock and they they go home and they're best buddies. I mean, I feel like they're they're all on the they're both playing for the same team, but they tell us what we want to hear. Man, you just described Michael Guest, and and you know we and I say we'll get a couple of good Republicans who's got some fight in them, but I would say the majority of them go along, get along, and they're fighting on the same team as the Democrats. You know, we know that the Democrats are socialists; they're fighting against, uh, I mean, against the uh, the betterment of the country. Both sides are, you know. I think the Republicans today are what was considered controlled opposition. Uh, no, I think that is the best way to put it. It is controlled opposition because you can look at their voting records here, just here in Mississippi, past uh, past the abortion stuff and a few other, you know, some gun stuff, and it's clearly we're controlled opposition. We're a purple state, not a red state. Exactly, and I think way too often, too many, and I'll call them normie Republicans. They put a false hope and think, oh, yeah, you know, we get the Democrat majority and I mean, Republican majority. Oh, we'll turn this thing around. You know, Trump 2024 or whatever. You know, unless we peel back the layers of the onions and understand who the real enemy is, and the real enemy is in both Republican establishment and Democrat, and we've got to pay as much attention to the primaries as we do the runoffs. Because if we may have an R in office. We may get a Republican as the next president, but I don't believe that they're going to let someone who's going to actually have any fight or pushback. You know, just like Chris McDaniels, for example. You 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 know, you really think the establishment wants someone like Chris McDaniels in office? No. You know, no. They want someone to go along, get along. They want a Cindy Hyde Smith who's going to, you know, just go along, get along, follow the rules. Uh, and that's not what we need. I mean, we, we're, we're, it's crunch time. I mean, we're getting in a desperate situation in this country. We have time to push back, but if we don't start pushing back now and getting some fight, you know, growing a backbone and some balls, this country's toast. Appreciate it, Joe. Thank you. Yes, sir. You know, I love it when folks get fired up. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and he's right. We do. A lot of these politicians, maybe grifter ain't even the word mm. for, for the politician side of it. Right. I don't know. It is. I mean, they're all making so like so the pundit side. Yeah. 
you know, it's just that they're they're actors. And, I, well, and it plays out every day for us to see, and we somehow keep sending them up because we play this. Well, I guess I got to pick my poison nonsense. Yeah, I think um, you know parts of what he said. I agree with some of it. I don't. Here, here's what I think that it's a good thing if if they get along. What I mean is. I don't think that it should be like when I used to be a prosecutor and we go try a case against public defender's office, you know, we were fighting like heck up in the courtroom, but afterwards we go get a beer at Martin's or something. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I think that's, there should be a professional level and there's a personal level. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't zealously advocate for your side. You should definitely do that. You, but you believe in, but at the end of the day, I don't think you should hate the other party because they believe in their position as strongly as you believe in yours. See, the problem I have with the not hating part mm-hmm. is when I feel like what you're doing is making, bringing hard times down on Clay Edwards, right? You know, it's going to make me hate you. Yeah, but I mean, don't you think the don't you think the left can say the same thing for what the things are right? Like, let's talk about Dobbs, right? For instance, now, if you're on the left, you believe that that's being forced upon you, that people's religious beliefs are being forced upon the public, which is what about sixty percent pro-choice, I think, something like that. And so, I mean, you're on the left. You're like, wait a second, now these people are forcing their beliefs on me. And I don't like that either, right? Well, that's how. Then that's how you feel about the transgender issues. Like this yeah. is getting forced down my throat, and the, the left, we feel like, hey, man, wait a second, I'm not. I, that's not my religious beliefs. Those are yours. So why am I getting subjected to this? And so I mean, I think it works both ways that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the deal with the transgender. I mean, yeah. I, I I hate getting into these conversations about abortion because right. there's well, yeah. Let's not there, there, let's there, not go that way. I didn't mean but, to get into I it, know, but but, but I, let me just yeah. say this, and I'm not even opening the phones up for this. Yeah. Let's just say this. Abortion is not a my body, my choice thing. There is another human being in there. Transgender, if you want to cut your wing off at the end of the day, right. cut, your, cut your tits off, whatever. Teach their own. Just keep it away from kids. You know, I don't know what it is with the left's continued push to be able to mutilate or kill children, but that's, that is how we see it. Right. You're, you're kill, the abortion, you're killing a child. This transgender stuff on children, you're mutilating children. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care what what you want to do to yourself. I don't I think anybody at the end of the day don't like to see it. I think it's a bad decision, but that is your bad decision to have. I, I have tattoos I regret. Right. You know, I mean, we all do bad. We all have to learn things the hard way sometimes. I just don't, I, 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 I would say I know. This ain't an I don't think. I know you shouldn't be able to do that to children. Right. But, okay, and then, like I say, on the left, we think, like, okay, you're pushing your what you believe, your religious beliefs on me. Which I don't hold those beliefs. I'm not talking about me personally. I do. I'm actually am Christian, but I'm saying as the left saying yeah. right that you're pushing those beliefs on me that aren't my beliefs, and therefore like I'm getting that's getting forced on me. And I think the right doesn't look at it that way. They're like, well, no, but that's just what I believe, so this is what's right, even though there, there's a huge segment of the population that doesn't agree with you. Do you feel like you can be pro-choice and Christian? Yeah, I think you can. Uh, yeah, absolutely do. And here's why: because th- this there's a separation between church and state in this country. I mean, and then I don't believe that you should force your religious views on anybody, whether well, establishment or protecting the right to practice. I, I don't think you should do I that. I don't, but see, and, and just, I don't think that pro-choice is a political stance. I, I think you pro-baby killer or you're not. Mm. And I don't think killing babies is a political stance. I don't think that's a church. I don't think that's a state, even though state is regulating it. Right. I don't, that's a morality thing. Right. I mean, I know. I mean, I see your viewpoint, right? That you're saying, yeah, yeah you believe it's, but I believe that is, you know, there is a huge segment of the population that doesn't agree with you. 
that they do think it's their body, their choice. And actually, it's a, it's a, the majority of the public believes that. So, I mean, and I think that those beliefs, and I'm not saying your beliefs are unfounded or anybody that believes that way is unfounded in what they believe, but you're pushing that viewpoint that you have upon a huge segment of the population, and they're mad about it, just like you're mad about the transgender issue. And see, I mean, that's just it's a constant, we're pushing these beliefs on these folks and these beliefs on these folks, and everybody's mad about it. Okay, let's take a break. Before the, I want you to think about this during the break. Where's the happy medium on this stuff? That's a tough one. I don't know how you get to a happy medium on abortion because either you think it's murder or, transgender. or, or yeah, or I mean, it's, that's a, that, those are really tough issues on that. Do, right? you, do you think we're heading towards a national divorce? I know we keep how saying do we get that. There? How do we get there? Let's think about it during <sighs> yeah, the break. Sure. We'll be right back. 1039 WYAB. Guns and Gear text line wide open. 60, I mean, 769 241 1944. Phone lines 601 879 0002. We'll be right back. Can rules when necessary? I think we just broke a rule <laughs> yeah. in that last segment, and we actually had a real talk without cussing at each other. Yeah, and uh, try to have a real conversation. And I, I think that is sorely, sorely missing in today's uh, society. The way we communicate, the way we disagree with each other is, I, I will never agree on this. No, no, no. We're never you know, going to unless he changes that. his mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And uh, you know, but I'm not trying to change his mind. I'm just. I want to understand why people think the way they think and and whatnot. So, I do appreciate keeping it respectful. That last segment, we got a ton of text here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we need to read through just a few. <clears throat> and somebody did remind me. Uh, Andrew reminded me we, to get back to the uh, why Russia is a threat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, Thanks, let's, Andrew. Forgot yeah. about that one. Let's uh, let's let's take a few <laughs> steps back here. Read a few texts, and then we'll get into that. On the guns of your text line, uh, Amber says, thank you for speaking the truth. I think she was talking to me. Yeah, I think she probably is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, pro-choice women. Call in. <laughs> um, unknown texture here says, uh, Kim Wade is definitely a grifter. <laughs> says, uh, says uh, see, Donald Trump isn't a conservative. He is a Republican, which takes not true conscious effort to change from a Democrat because they are the same conservatism and liberalism are ideologies and would actually take some personal reflection. I don't disagree with that. That's why it's easy for a pundit or politician to simply switch sides because they are on the same side of the money. And then it says, Sean is wrong on this topic solely solely because no one is pushing their beliefs on anyone. The Supreme Court just rolled just ruled that Roe versus Wade was unlawful and sent that decision back to the states which is why we have 50 states, there is a reason a lot of people leave states or areas they don't agree with how the current leadership is steering those things. Jackson, I left. California, New York, Washington State, which all seem to be more liberal, however. Liberals will stay and try to push their beliefs on others. That That is a great point, but I, to the, like, let me just do the common sense uh, mm-hmm. rebuttal to that. And not that I, don't, I agree with him. But up and moving is very difficult. It's very expensive. Yeah, sure. And it, it's just not as easy as. But I guess if you want it bad enough, you're firm enough in your beliefs, take your beliefs and go to where other people believe those things. Yeah, I mean, I think there's argument for that, right? Local control in terms of, like, this is what I believe, this is where I want to live, I want to live amongst people. I think you and I talked about this. People actually segregate themselves now, not based on race, but based on political beliefs. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's that's a that's a big thing. People move to neighborhoods because they're like, oh, that's a liberal neighborhood. I'm going to move over there. Sure. Or oh, that's a conservative neighborhood. I think that's a lot of people live in Bellhaven and Fonda, and they're like, oh, it's, we can, it's liberal. Yeah. yeah, it's like-minded, and you can live there, and it, you can be liberal, and it's okay. You're not, yeah. you know, running into Trump signs everywhere and those kinds of things. And people live in Rankin County because they like that 
that kind of lifestyle. And yeah, that's absolutely things. why I'm there. Right, I'm right, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm not trying to. I don't try to separate myself from black people. I try to separate myself from Democrats. And around here, the, the majority of them just so happen to be black. That's a trend across the entire country. though, yeah. is what I'm saying, where people are segregating themselves based on political beliefs. Sure. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a new phenomenon, is what I read. Actually, yeah. I, I'd be fine living on living on a street full of black folks as long as they got Trump signs in their yards. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, unknown texture here. Uh, if someone gets an abortion, it'll be God that will have the final judgment on that person. And the same goes for those who mutilate uh, the children of God. Will have, if the, those who mutilate children, God will have final judgment. Punctuation goes a long way. And I, mm. I, I don't do it either, but sometimes when I'm reading these things, yeah, 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 time, yeah, right. I have to imagine. But it's comma. text. The rules of you know, yeah. grammar don't apply. Right. Uh, Wild Bill says, um, I am with you. I do not like Trump either. I, I didn't say I didn't like Trump. I think he was talking to you. Clay does not like Trump, audience. He yes. does not like Trump. It just came out. <laughs> it says, uh, Democrats are taking us to socialism by the way of a jet plane. Republicans are taking us there by way of the interstate, both heading in that, the same direction, just one faster than the other. I like the way he put that. that I, that's pretty I, good. I cannot argue that at all. But uh, I did not say I wasn't like, didn't right. like Trump. Um, <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> okay. Great great conversation there. And that when we started this show doing this, we knew we would eventually get to this point. Yeah. That, you know, these are tough conversations. And sometimes you have to build some rapport with somebody mm-hmm. to get there, to learn their mannerisms right. and, and whatnot. And I, I think we've gotten there at a natural pace. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go back to the Russia thing. Yeah. What? Because I don't see it. And okay. I, I know Stephen Yatroska was uh, agreeing with us earlier, too, agreeing with me on that earlier. I mean, he, what, he's fine with Russia, right? He just, yeah, like, he's, he's like, okay with that, like, I guess. What, what, is the, what is the fear of Russia? Well, I mean, think it's a lot of things, right? Vladimir Putin, for one thing, we all agree, is a, is a lifelong dictator, right? We'd agree with that. Sure. And not to say that this country has not assisted dictators in the past. We have a history of doing that. We all know it. And that's something that we've, we've done, especially post-World War II. We've placed one in Ukraine. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we've, we have a history of doing that. We pick which dictator we like a lot of times. Heck, I mean, I think... Uh, didn't uh, didn't uh, Ronald Reagan give Saddam a cowboy hat? I believe that was that's right, right? I, 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 think, I think he so, did. But, uh, don't quote me on it. I think that's right. So I mean, this is not something new for us to do. And uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, on my my problem with him is that he is an old school Soviet in my mind, and he believes in the greatness of the old Soviet Union, and he wants to push that agenda on the world. I think he's dangerous. I think he's he's dangerous to the world order. And I think that what we're doing in Ukraine is just to that. I think we're, the public is not paying attention to this enough. We're, we're on the brink of a possible nuclear war because of it. Because, and what do you do? We kind of run into a situation like we did, I think, you know, the best analogy is with Hitler at Munich. We couldn't just give him Ukraine or allow, I mean, they did get some of it actually for that, but we couldn't just do that. We had to hold the line. We couldn't let, you know, there's an old saying that says appeasement makes the aggressor more aggressive. And Vladimir Putin is an aggressive actor, world actor. And, he, and, and somebody has to stand between him and the free world, and, and they just do. And, now, that's, and that has to be us. Do you find it interesting that he didn't try none of this when Trump was in office? Well, because they were big buds. Well, big buds or not. I mean, <laughs> he, he respected Trump because he knew that, that if, he, if he did it, it would have been – what did Trump tell him? He would nuke, nuke the Kremlin? Well, I mean, I don't even think Donald Trump would have nuked – I don't think anybody's going to do nuke the Kremlin. But, I mean, obviously Joe Biden has not – has fought back. I mean, heck, look what look what he's look what we've done. Look at the kind of aid we've given Ukraine. The oh. world he's organized the whole world in we, NATO against Russia. Well, but you know, Putin said that 
NATO did not have to be wasn't couldn't come to none of his bordering countries that he said he would do this if they did it and they oh he hates NATO I mean that's right I mean he's he's been on I don't know if you've ever watched the Oliver Stone interviews with Vladimir Putin that came out about ten years ago man I've watched a little bit here and there I really do I've been meaning to go back and, They're great. and watch those They're great and watch them and then you'll get scared like I am of them. especially after, <laughs> I mean, Oliver, after Oliver Oliver was on Joe Rogan I was like man I really need to go back and, and watch they're excellent interviews. they're on Showtime you can yeah. you can get that on Amazon for like five bucks a month and watch them all I, they're I they're I excellent. And it's another one of those million things to watch that I never watch apps I have. <laughs> right, right. I know, right? You just keep subscribing to stuff. And I'm like, why do I have Paramount? Like, I don't want to watch anything on Paramount. I have Paramount twice. <laughs> Apparently, I subscribed to it on my Amazon and my Roku. Oh, and I'm like, how do I cancel one of these? That's me and the NFL Network. I've got them on both. I'm like, well, man, I'm getting double paid for this. Let's, uh, let's hit a few texts here. Uh, unknown texter says, yeah, Sean, it's a new phenomenon to separate ourselves from political be- belief. Wait, that." That GD country was invented based on separating ourselves from England's political beliefs. Ole Miss law of education. Mm. I guess he's taking a shot at you there. Well, I mean that we segregate ourselves where we live based on political beliefs. I don't know if that's. I mean, I think that's why the, the, he said that was how the, why the country was founded. Because was, we, uh, we, we didn't want to be colonies anymore. I mean, that's a little ourselves. different than what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's see. Andrew comes back and says, "There's no point in understanding or building a rapport with evil." We did the same thing in Iraq as Russia is doing in Ukraine. We should stay out of it. It's not our business. It is, it is no threat. It's on the other side of the globe. I and, and okay, here's where my conservative comes out. Is it feels like another reason why I am one of these stay the hell out of the Ukraine. It's obvious the Democrats and the Bidens in particular seem to have some business interests in with the Ukraine government. Okay, I mean I think there's a lot to do there. You know, with them laundering money and all this, that, and the other, and a lot of Democrats, and they don't want their little money laundering scheme to go away, because you know it's already been proven, right, that a lot of this money that they're sending over there, these billions of dollars, is being funneled back over here through PACs to I mean, pay for Democrat campaigns. Let's just let's let's start off with this. Do do I agree with you that Ukraine is a corrupt government? Yes, yes, it's all, it has been for I don't know how long. I mean, it's always had corruption problems, and you, whether that's related to the Democrats, the Republicans, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. But there is huge corruption it's issues. Apparently, it's to whoever's in, in charge, right? In Ukraine, yeah, that's that's been. I mean, Trump had actually had a point about that when he was talking about that during that whole impeachment stuff. The, there's been massive corruption in Ukraine for as long as anybody can remember. The issue here is not to me who who the vessel is for this to stop Vladimir Putin. It's the fact that we have to stop him. That that's the point. I don't care who we use. I don't care if it's if it's uh, if Afghanistan. I mean, the Soviets were in Afghanistan in the eighties. I don't care. We actually and then in the eighties we did supply the Afghani's with weapons. So I mean, this is not this is not something new we do with them. We got to take a break. Okay, okay, thanks. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Sean, good show today, man. Yeah, man, it was great. Enjoyed the, <clears throat> enjoy the debate. I'll uh, I'll take a bit of the last word here yep. on the Russia Ukraine thing that I said during the commercial break. Here, you know, you said you fear that you fear Putin uh, being the next Hitler and trying to take over the world. I don't think he has the ability to do that past a rinky-dink country like Ukraine. I think once you get into your bigger European countries and, of course. America and the rest of the world and NATO and whatnot, I, I think Putin could clearly be. If they wanted to stop Putin, they could stop Putin. Well, I mean, of course, again, you're going to risk a nuclear war. I think that's what the, the fine line that we're playing right now, right? Yeah. Is not, is avoiding a nuclear war without allowing him to gain his territorial ambitions. 
True. And, uh, you know, that's another one for another day. Yep. And we'll go from there. Sean, great show today. Thank yeah, you. man. Everybody have a good weekend. Yep. Jim Thorne up next. Podcast will be available here shortly. Please hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast at. Follow us on social media at Save JXN across all the platforms from TikTok to Instagram to Facebook and everything in between. ClayEdwardsShow.com for more information, links, and more. I will see you guys Monday morning, 7 a.m. right here. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.